scary but the bargain bin. Welcome back to Bottom of the Bargain Bin. Have you ever wanted to watch a Spider-Man movie with no Spider-Man in it? Well, then you'll like Venom from 2018. Well, it's that recent? I did actually find this one in a bargain bin, though, so might as well talk about it. I am a huge Spider-Man fan, and I have never actually seen this movie. It got pretty negative reviews, and I saw some funny, bad reviews of it, and I just, you know, I didn't really care for it, so I forgot about it. But now, I decided, hey, I might as well watch this, because maybe my opinion's gonna be different from other opinions, of course, than I would hope it would be. hope I have my own opinion on this, because I loved Spider-Man growing up, and I loved Venom. When I was growing up, the cartoons I watched with the Spider-Man animated series that was originally from 1994, plus the Spider-Man game on PC and Nintendo 64, Venom was prominent. Where'd Spider-Wars go? Spider-Wars! Come out and play! Attack! <laughs> So I always loved seeing Venom in stuff like this, and I even liked Venom in Spider-Man 3, even though he was kind of half-assed in that movie, and not one of the better parts of the movie, but I was so excited to see him on screen. So I thought I might as well watch this Venom movie. Now, one of the things about Venom that defines Venom is his origin, which is Eddie Brock, a journalist at the Daily Bugle, who's competing with Peter Parker... This meteor comes down with an alien life form, the symbiote. It attaches to Peter Parker, and he becomes uh, sp- he becomes the black suit Spider-Man. And he realizes the suit's making him evil, so he gets rid of the symbiote. Symbiote attaches to Eddie Brock, who already isn't the biggest fan of Peter. And he becomes Venom, and his hatred for Peter Parker, his hatred for Spider-Man, is what drives him. So, with no Peter Parker and no Spider-Man in this movie, it seems like an odd choice to even have Venom in this at all. It's a super villain origin story. Eddie Brock is, of course, a journalist in this. Doesn't work for the Daily Bugle, but he does his own investigative journalism show. And he tries to do a, a very slimy gotcha sort of almost guerrilla journalism but without any facts to back it up on this evil sort of Jeff Bezos with no personality played by Riz Ahmed named Carlton Drake and that backfires spectacularly and he gets fired he's investigating the Life Foundation who Carlton Drake is the head of and also his girlfriend played by Michelle Williams her name's Anne she is a lawyer defending the Life Foundation So she breaks up with him, and Eddie's living in a terrible, crappy apartment, barely makes any money, pretty close to being homeless. Now, we find out that the Life Foundation is testing, they're doing some very shady things with this symbiote. They're testing it on some homeless people. First, they did it on animals, then they were taking people off the street and testing them. One of those people ends up being Eddie Brock's friend, Maria. We find out it's his friend because he gives her $20 once. And so he notices she's gone. And uh, Jenny Slate from SNL plays a scientist, Dora Skirf, who realizes how shady the Life Foundation is and how no personality Jeff Bezos is doing some very unethical things. So she remembers Eddie Brock from that original story that didn't end up going anywhere. And she tries to get him 
to get in on it so we can get in there and get some pictures, maybe do some more investigative journalism. Everything goes awry because he sees Maria there, tries to break her out, and she's infected with the symbiote and infects him, and this is when he becomes Venom. This is also where the movie starts to pick up quite a bit. We've seen Venom's powers already in the movie a couple of times, and they're about what Venom's powers are normally. They're somewhat of an extension of Spider-Man's, even though the symbiote, they can transform in sort of almost Green Lantern type of ways. Uh, maybe not as intricate. But his powers are also kind of unclear. He, he does kind of some Terminator 2 stuff with it. And when I say he, I'm referring to the symbiote and infects different people. Able to make knives and stuff with his hands, almost like exactly like the T-1000 does in Terminator 2. And I know that the symbiote can do this uh, carnage. I know was able to make axes out of his hands and all sorts of things. I, I It just seems odd. It's a very... I can see where they would want to take inspiration off of Terminator 2. I mean, who wouldn't? It's an amazing movie, amazing special effects. But it just seemed a little off to me when I saw it. But, you know, they they, they got to make this scary. They got to make it a, a threat. And on that note, in a PG-13 movie like this, it is really violent. And I love, you know, movies that are violent. But, my goodness, it's PG-13. And Venom decapitates, I think, three people in the movie. Straight up bites their head off. You don't see any blood, so they're like, well, it's not that violent, actually, I guess. But, oh my god, it's like, what? There's a scene where Eddie Brock, like, eats a live lobster and, like, rips it apart in a restaurant. It's an odd scene, and it's when he's freaking out when he first becomes the symbiote. It's it's uh, it's kind of funny, but it's also really out there and off-putting. So I'm, I'm sure there was uh, some sort of complaints from PETA over that. Doughty actually ate a live lobster, but, you don't know, Tom Hardy's got, the, got that crazed look. Not to mention all the people who get stabbed, thrown around, shot, uh, all the people who get their life drained out of them from the symbiote, the failed experiments. It is it is an intense PG-13 movie. Uh, almost could have been R. I'm sure they wanted to push it to an R rating, but, you know, it's a superhero movie. We want to make sure we get as much people to watch this as possible. So they do push the boundaries as much as they can. Not a terrible thing. Just, just uh, It's just surprising. So once Brock becomes Venom... He does the signature move that Venom does where he people think he's talking to himself, but he's really talking to the symbiote, talking about we, we are this body, we are Venom. You did not find us. We found you. Think of yourself as my ride. Where are you going? We need Carlton Drake's rocket. You remember him. How do you even know about that? I know everything. You do? Everything about you. Oh. I am inside your head. When Carlton Drake, boring, no personality Jeff Bezos character, he is trying to get his hands on both Eddie Brock and the symbiote attached to him because that's my symbiote, he says. And also, uh, he is a symbiote as well, we find out. Both of them are perfectly able to maintain symbiosis. God, I, I, it's, it's really odd. They don't really explain it that well. Also, his girlfriend, or former girlfriend, Anne, can do that as well. Uh, I don't know why. She just shows up as a symbiote at one point to pass the symbiote on to Brock. Okay, I think they were, they were pushing for a spinoff that, of course, didn't actually end up happening. The movie's got a great score, too. It, it, and not only is it, like, epic for a lot of moments, it's kind of, it, it's got a weird, like, 
unsettling vibe, almost like it reminds me of the soundtrack to Blade Runner in some parts, because it's it's got this like almost epic sort of fanfare type of music that just kind of it starts grating, and it's 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 awesome. Uh, <laughs> but you know, as great as the score is. I gotta talk about this song that Eminem wrote for this movie. It plays over the credits, and it's... Okay, so it's one of those songs that it gets stuck in your head. Like, it's a bad song, but I, I can't stop listening to it. I mean, it's like, I got that venom, got him, got, 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 got that venom, get, get venom and venom and venom, venom. It's... <laughs> Prepare to get laced because they're gonna taste my venom. I got that venom, laughing hysterically when that came up at the end of the movie i'm like oh love you eminem even when your song's bad it's still catchy so carlton drake is also the symbiote known as riot he's a match for eddie brock's venom they have a big fight near the end of the movie because one of the life the life foundation also produces rockets and they want the symbiote the symbiotes want to get on the rocket and go home and bring everybody back and destroy the earth venom doesn't want to do that he likes eddie brock and he likes being on earth so He has to, of course, thwart their plans, or they have to thwart the plans of Riot and Carlton Drake and the Life Foundation. So the movie ends about how you'd expect, but there is a post-credits scene which brings the movie down. Now, if you've not seen this movie, once that Eminem song starts, shut the movie off. Because this post-credits scene is laughable and pretty insulting to even those casual Spider-Man fans. Eddie Brock visits Cletus Cassidy in jail. Cletus Cassidy goes on to become Carnage in the comics, the video games, the TV show. He's a serial killer who gets infected with the symbiote. He has red hair. But in this movie, this one scene, it's Woody Harrelson. Doesn't look a whole lot like Cletus Cassidy. And they put a uh, little orphan Annie wig on him. I mean... You almost expect him. He turns around and he's like, I'll get out of here. And I will. There's going to be carnage. You almost expect him to turn around. It's a hard knock life. I'm kidding. But it's really bad. Like, why did they put that in the movie? I mean, Carnage is going to be in the next movie, sure. But I'm sure they were like, we don't want that Cletus Cassidy in there. So it's just, oh, it's one of those post-credit teases. And this has happened a lot with some of the recent superhero Marvel type movies where they they always have to have this post credit scene that sets up the next movie or is a trailer for something else. Trailer at the end of this one, too, for Into the Spider-Verse, which is a much better movie. This movie is not that great, but it has good action, and it, it I was never bored watching it. The movie picks up substantially when Brock becomes Venom, but... Even before that, I I had this movie on and I was like, all right, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna pick up my room, I'm gonna do a bunch of other things while I'm watching this. No, I was just sitting down, just like enthralled, watching it the whole time. Just like this is not bad. I really enjoy this. It's not great, and it's pretty it's pretty obvious that from explaining it to you that there are some problems with it. Obviously, there's a you know the villain sucks i hate i mean you i've made fun of boring jeff bezos but i mean really he's just a terrible villain he's trying to be this like calm sociopath and just just doesn't pull it off i like michelle williams she's fine in this uh everyone else kind of sucks it's okay i guess i recommend this because it's uh it's a fun action watch uh definitely not i i wouldn't even say it's the best venom movie i think 
I think Spider-Man 3 is a better overall movie. Venom is portrayed... Venom, not Eddie Brock, but Venom is portrayed a little more accurately in this movie. So it's it's fun. It's weird. Uh, I think you could get some enjoyment out of this one, definitely. So I would recommend this movie... Uh, just don't have your expectations too high. Ready to snap him. 